0: I mean, one thing that's always helped me is that I really can't help being who I am. And when people treat you like you're not important or like you're not really there or whatever it is, um, that can sometimes fuel you to make yourself want to be more there.
1: From the studio at Soundworks Audio, welcome to the Misfit Project podcast, episode number two. I'm Lorne Covant, co-founder of the Misfit Project, an organization for those out there who have dealt with or are dealing with bullies. Now, a lot of us out there who are bullied or who are being bullied tend to fall into thinking that there's something wrong with us. We ask ourselves, why can't I be more like everyone else? Then nobody would bug me. We crave their approval. The reality is, though, we just might not be like them. And they're not bullying us because we're different. They're bullying us because they don't get us. In other words, it's not our problem, it's theirs. Our guest on this episode has been through it, and she's learned over time to own herself. To be proud of who she is and not let people who don't understand her determine how great she is. She is none other than Raina Duris, Currently the host of Mornings on CBC Radio and CBC Television's CBC Music Backstage Pass. Reina has some inspiring words for anyone who's dealt with bullies. In this episode, she'll share a bit of her journey to becoming the awesome person she is and what happened when she finally came to a very important realization. Give her a listen.
0: So uh, my name is Reina Duris, and I'm the host of Mornings on CBC Music. So I do a morning show six to nine in the morning, Monday to Friday. Uh, I play music, I tell stories, uh, basically support canadian music specifically the thing that got me on air was i was working at the edge and like chorus entertainment and uh i started this thing for independent bands to get exposure where you could sign up a band and like every month they'd pick a band of the month and we'd have them come down and perform in the studio play one of their songs on air so i started going on air with one of the regular hosts, just to explain the project or who the band of the month was. And then another host started having me on to talk about, like, what was going on online. And they were both doing it, but no one had ever asked the boss. So then one day the boss heard me twice in, like, one week. And he called me in and was like, you can't just go on without asking me all the time. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like, am I in trouble? He goes, well, you sound good. Do you want to try being on the radio. And I was like, yes, I do really want to try being on the radio. So that sort of went from one thing to the other, and now I'm here.
1: Okay, so despite the fact that Raina's killing it now, once upon a time, there were people who didn't get her, who tried to take her down a notch.
0: The first time I really remember being bullied, I guess I would have been in grade four or five, and I would take the bus, and in the back of the bus, there were the older kids, and there was assigned seat, seats on this bus. And I don't know why, but, like, some, for some reason, I was assigned a seat, like, near the back. So we had kids all the way up to grade 8 on this bus. And I'm in grade 4. And I remember there was this girl, Jackie, who was uh, not very nice. Uh, this girl, Jackie, was just, she wasn't very nice to me. I remember, I remember one time I had this shirt this always like is something that I remember now because I feel like it's even like affected me to like now. It's like one of those things where you think about it and you still get that like ugh feeling. But I had this shirt that my old babysitter had given me. And it said, it was like for Montego Bay. She brought it back from Jamaica. She went on vacation and it said hot on it. And it had like the H and the T were like dripping like they were melting. And then the O was like a pair of like lips, like lipstick kiss on it. I thought this shirt was like the coolest thing in the world for some reason. I wore it all the time. And one day, Jackie, like, I get on the bus, and she's like, that shirt, and I'm like, yeah, it's great. (laughs) She was like, do you wear it every day or something? And I was just like, no, and I never wore it again. So, like, a small thing, but, like, did kind of, like, I remember what that felt like to get off that bus that day and be like, I am so embarrassed. I'm such a loser. After that, I put that shirt on. The first thing I thought was, like, someone probably thinks I look stupid in this shirt. When before, when I put that shirt on, I was like, this is the coolest shirt in the world. I am, like, amazing. It is weird that that tiny little thing stayed with me, but, you know, it's that same part of you that when you look in the mirror, you're like, does this look good or do I look stupid? And usually, you try to go with the, like, for your own sanity, you usually go with, I think I look pretty good, right? And But it's always kind of like, you never know for sure, right? And so if somebody pokes a hole in that in a really mean way when you feel so sure. Because then it's like after that, what about the stuff you didn't feel sure about? Is that also wrong? Because if you were sure about this and it's not right, then what else are you wrong about? So I think that's probably why that stuck with me. I think that doubt, once you have that seed of doubt planted, it's very hard to get rid of it, right? Uh, I know I'm somebody who really craves approval from people, Um, professionally, like in every sort of, socially, in all of like these sort of uh, arenas of your life. And I mean, I I would never say that that one incident is why, but I I can see how something like that, why that would affect me so deeply.
1: Before things started happening for Reyna, they got a bit tougher. Like so many of us, this came about in junior high.
0: Grade seven and eight is like the most awkward time ever for everyone, I think. Uh, And there, I remember being not the happiest person. That was probably when things got trickier. My best friend and I had gone to school together for like our whole lives. She lived across like a field from me. Like we were best friends. And then she started splitting off with this other group who weren't always the nicest to me. And she had up till that point sort of been like my big ally. And I remember like, That really, really being very hard. Um, And feeling like I was like, well, she doesn't think I'm cool. She doesn't want me to hang out with her anymore. Your your most vulnerable time, you're like grade 7, you're 12, you feel like you're like, what is going on here? I felt like, I also didn't, you know, I didn't find some of the people she was hanging out with that interesting. (laughs) So there was like, I wanted to be liked by them, but I didn't want to do the stuff that was sort of maybe required to be liked by them. When I think back to growing up, that was probably the most uncomfortable time I had. We all want to be loved, and it isn't easy to just accept that someone doesn't like you. But I guess the danger is letting that, letting yourself sort of internalize that and letting, making it so that you don't like yourself. Because that's where, I think that's the most dangerous thing. Because if you start believing that you're not worth liking, then you're not giving yourself enough credit. And that's when things can get really dark, I think. Once I got to high school, I had gone to a bunch of these different schools. I'd been in a whole bunch of different sort of situations. I had been bullied, I'd been not liked. I'd been, you know, I'd found friends that I really liked. Right? Like, I do remember like a school dance one year where there was and then this is all, like, I haven't thought about this in a long time, so I'm saying this memory as it comes to me out loud. But I remember it being, like, a guy asking me out as kind of a joke, like, like as a date to a dance kind of thing, like that sort of thing, where it's like, oh, that's like, we wouldn't actually go to dance with you because that would be weird to do that,
1: right? Eventually, Reina got to a point where she just didn't want to spend her energy trying to impress people. She realized if she owned herself, she would be in charge of how she felt about herself.
0: I was like, fine. If people are not going to like you, or whatever, then, like, I remember in, I don't know, I was in school, I would wear, like, I would wear, like, the brightest, most annoying colors, like, stuff like that. Like, it was, like, If I'm gonna be not liked, I'm going to be not liked. There's like something in me where I just assumed if people were mean to me, they didn't get it. Like they didn't get it, and that was their problem in this weird way. It's like having, letting your ego get a little bit big is okay if it's like serving a purpose. You don't wanna get carried away. But I think that that's, you know, even if you don't, even if you don't believe it all the way through, there's something powerful in just being like, you know what, they don't get it, and I get what I'm doing. And eventually, you will find other people who do get you. Because like I totally did, eventually. Also, why would you want to be friends with people who are jerks? <laughs> That's the other question. Like, if you can probably have a lot more fun with people who you don't feel like you have to impress all the time. Because when you find those people, then you get to, like, grow instead of, like, try to fit into something else.
1: Looking back, Raina's experiences and coming through them gave her insight into how people like her can end up figuring out who they are.
0: I think that those barriers, when they're put in front of you, whether it's a bully or being told you can't have this opportunity or whatever it is, they make you find ways around them. And sometimes that is what can make you refine who you are. That's when, like who you are actually comes out because you have to figure something out. And you have to figure out what it is that will make you happy. You know, how, where I got to now, uh, and how tied it is to identity and how it felt like I didn't know who to be back then. Um, and now it's so much about who I am. That's probably part of it. I think like, you know, spending that time really investing in yourself, investing in your interests finding people that you really like being around, it all leads you to being yourself and finding that person that you actually are. To be like a little bit like more in their face about stuff, like I, it does feel good to know that I have done well when I think back to people who maybe never gave me a second thought as a person in their life, in like in class or at school or whatever, right? Like, that's a nice feeling. Um, but I think also, like I was, I was fortunate enough that when I went home at the end of the day, I was in a different town. I didn't live, we didn't all like live in a neighborhood together. So that bullying for me didn't follow me home. And I was really able to sort of find my own self that way. Music is huge. Music is like a friend that you don't have to actually make conversation with. (laughs) And I think that also goes back to finding and cultivating those things that you love. Because if you have, if you're confident in like your talents, your abilities, your skills, the things that you like, the things that you feel like give you purpose, then somebody not liking you doesn't really feel that important, right? Because you've got a whole bunch of other stuff going on. I also feel like there's an old saying that's like, the best revenge is living well. And I think, you know, I'm very happy with where I've gotten, I mean, I feel, Like, I would be able to look at any of those people who tried to make me feel like I was nothing. And I'd be like, I'm not. Like, here I am. So that sort of speaks for itself. If you make a choice that you're, like, not sure about or whatever, you feel like you don't have agency over what you're doing, it's easier for someone to take that feeling of power away. Um, But if you feel like, hey, you know what? Whether this is a popular thing or not, at least it's my thing, um, then that's, you have the power.
1: Reina helped me see something so simple. If you can figure out how to just be proud of who you are, then nobody can make you feel wrong for it. Okay, it sounds super corny, but it's true. She stopped seeking the approval of people who would never get her because she realized she would rather just be herself. Even cooler to me was the way she actually discovered who she was, because anyone can do it. By finding things we love, things we're interested in, things we want to spend our time doing. Find what you're into, like Reyna did, and you'll find yourself in those things. Thanks for listening. A huge thanks to Soundworks Audio for hosting us in their studio and producing all the music and audio for this podcast. And to Hedford and Powell for editing and producing the video, which you can find on YouTube or weareallmisfits.com. If you know anyone who's being bullied and you think they'd benefit from hearing Raina's story... Send this off to them, share it on your social media pages, whatever gets our story out. Or if you know anybody who would want to share their story of being bullied in the past, let us know as well. You can get in touch with us at misfit at weareallmisfits.com or just find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thanks very much. Take care.